Hello, and welcome to Twice Exceptional, teens exploring and living with neurodiversity. I am your host, Kate. I am 16 years old, the middle child of three, and potatoes are one of my favorite foods. More importantly, I have ADHD, and I am gifted, making me twice exceptional. I started this podcast because living with ADHD can be difficult, and I wanted to find a way to reach people and share some information from the perspective of a neurodivergent teenager with a neurodiverse sibling. In this podcast, I discuss my experiences living with ADHD, interview guests, and research different aspects of neurodiversity. Today, I will be interviewing Lee Ann, a friend of my mother who also happens to have ADHD. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you nice for having me. Nice to meet you, even though I've met you. Yeah, but we haven't <laughs> talked that much. No, we haven't. I think I was at your house and uh, I've made, what did I make? I, I brought remember. over some baked goods that I made. Oh, I made um, eclairs. Oh, Yeah. I'm really good at, I'm really good at baking and I know you like baking too. And um, uh-huh. I brought over some eclairs uh, to your house. Yeah, and I remember that. Yeah, that was, they fun. were super <laughs> delicious. I don't think they were gluten-free. That's but okay. <laughs> but yeah, so to start kind of just, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like sure. your name, who you kind of are, your connection to ADHD <laughs> or whatever? Sure. Yeah, so my name is Leanne Dolan, and I um, am the director of communications and development at Valley Youth Theater, uh, which is a theater here in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. We, it's an amazing theater program for kids. We've had quite a few stars come out of here. Uh, Emma Stone was a Valley Youth Theater kid. And Kamiko Glenn was a Valley Youth Theater kid. And I was a Valley Youth Theater kid when <laughs> I was 16. Um, I grew up here in Phoenix. So I went to high school with, of all people, your mom. Yeah. At a place called Xavier College Preparatory, which is a pretty uh, rigorous kind of school. Mm-hmm. Um, I left uh, when I graduated there I went to two years at Creighton University in Omaha Nebraska Mm -hmm. I learned that Nebraska is gorgeous and very cold in the winter and it has tornadoes and so I came Mm -hmm. back and I finished up at ASU Mm -hmm. um and at ASU that's when I was diagnosed with ADD Mm -hmm. um which is something that I I clearly have had all my life but I wasn't (laughs) diagnosed until college which is kind of interesting so yeah um, yeah, well, because, you know, if you take a look, I mean, obviously once you're diagnosed, you can look back, right. You yeah. can go back and you can be like, oh yeah, my fifth grade teacher consistently wrote like, will will not stay in your seat. Right. And it's like, why weren't you going to stay in your seat? I, I do remember in fifth grade, like sh- going and sharpening my pencil was like my favorite thing to do. Like I would sharpen my pencil 28,000 times mm-hmm. because like, why would I stay in my seat? <laughs> That's the stupidest thing in the entire world. So, so it wasn't until our professor at ASU was like, I think you have an issue with the way that you learn. And I think that you need to look at that. Like, has anyone said anything to you about it? And no one has said anything to me. Mm -hmm. We graduated from Xavier for Pete's sake. So it's not like I couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went to Creighton. But, but, you know, until the professor was like, you have 
you might have some issues with this. Why don't you go take a look at it? Mm. I really kind of wasn't thinking about it because I'm, you know, not to date myself, but I'm 47 Mm. this year and ADD and ADHD was a thing that boys had and boys were loud and screamed. Kids, Mm -hmm. boys with ADHD screamed. They Mm -hmm. ran around the room and yelled. They had to take a break and run around the school and they, they were disruptive Mm -hmm. and would throw things. And that wasn't me. Mm -hmm. I would talk a heck of a lot. You know, I was clearly getting up all the time and sharpening my pencil. I wouldn't turn in papers. I would do the work. I just wouldn't turn it in. If I didn't like the teacher, there's no way I would do any of the work they asked me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was avoidant things that I didn't want to do. I was avoidant, but I also had hyper-focused. So if I really wanted to do something, I would just, um, you know, so at that time, that's like a quirky girl, Uh right? Boys got the attention. Boys got a diagnosis. Girls were just like really quirky Uh and kind of, you know, they were still like hanging in there surviving mm-hmm. so they yeah. really weren't paying attention and it wasn't until that professor when I was at ASU that was like hey I think you really need to take a look at this um was you know I brought it up and then mm-hmm. uh, I, I went and got tested mm-hmm. did you ever take a test did you ever like get tested for it yeah okay I was so- diagnosed when I was like 10 they had a little, like a survey and then I sat in a room and like hit a button on a computer and someone watched me. Okay. The hitting the button on the computer thing. I lost my mind. I remember it so well. So they stopped it halfway through and we're like, they were like, Leanne, you have to hit the button when you see the dot. And I'm like, I'm hitting the button when I see the dot. And they're like, you're actually hitting the button before the dot is on the screen. So you're not. And I was like, Okay, well, I just kind of figured the dot was going to come up. So <laughs> whose fault is that? Not mine. Not my fault. Yeah. Uh, you guys made your test predictable. It was weird um, because like the, the person was just sitting behind me watching me when I was doing it. And I was like, what? And I did move around a lot during that. So that's probably part of it. Yeah, I was like, I just got bored. And so I was, I guess I was just trying to um, uh, just predict when the dot would come up on the screen and they didn't like that very much Mm. and then I remember there was this one thing where they would give you a string of numbers and it was like two five seven Mm. one and you were supposed to add them up and I just sat there and I stared at them and I was like I'm not gonna do this like I I I'm not gonna do this like I can't like I could I couldn't do it like there's just no way I could do it and so I don't like to admit that I can't do anything so I remember being in that test being like, nope, not gonna do it. They're like, what's your answer? And I was like, I don't have an answer. I like stopped listening at like the second number. What mm-hmm. do you want? Like, so clearly at that point they were like, yeah, no, I think that, uh, I think I think you probably have ADD. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, like ADD and H- ADHD were two different things. I honestly don't know what it's like now because I haven't uh-huh. uh, done any other research uh, is it the same thing now or do they 
they they all go under the name ADHD. There's like okay. subtypes and stuff, but like it's all yeah. under that name. Interesting. But yeah. Well, they I decided. Remember. Yeah, they decided I had, I had that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember for us, like the only reason I was diagnosed is obviously because when my brother they were filling out the survey, they were like, a lot of these symptoms actually apply to Kate. Maybe we should look into that. <laughs> So we did look interesting, but like the survey at the beginning was just really long because they were just kind of scanning for all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, I just I think it's really funny that like the obviously the test for what Mm -hmm. it was is supposed to make you drive you insane. Um, But like, I just remember being like, that was probably the worst, like two (laughs) hours or whatever I've ever had. It was so frustrating and so boring. And, you know, and at that point, you know, I was in college. So at that point, I wasn't 10. Yeah. Right. I had lived my entire life knowing what I can and can't do. Uh-huh. Um, and knowing what my limitations are. Like I yeah. don't tell anybody this, but I, I don't think I read a book when I was in safe. Like, I don't think I read a book at all. I participated mm-hmm. in all of the classes, class mm-hmm. discussions, but I don't think I read a book because I literally couldn't get past it. Mm-hmm. And so, but what I did learn because standardized tests, you know, you have to like read a passage and uh-huh. answer questions. So what I did learn is how to scan information. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the questions and I looked at the text and I found the same words and I read the words around it. And so then I could get the correct answer. Mm-hmm. So because I was diagnosed so late, I had found ways to go through behavior, mm-hmm. you know, to do two perfectly fine years at Creighton, except it was cold, to finish my degree at ASU, mm-hmm. um, to work, yeah, you know, because I had built up all of these tricks and stuff that uh-huh. I use in order to keep myself interested or, um, or answer you know, answer questions correctly. So, yeah. and I, and I think that that's super important for young kids, mm-hmm. you know, they, especially women where it, you know, often not often ignored truthfully yeah. because they're not the ones throwing stuff. So you're, you're not going to pay attention to those kids, the kids that aren't throwing yeah. stuff because they're doing fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I had all those tricks and stuff that I did mm-hmm. and that's how I got through school. Yeah, I know that it's a lot harder, I feel like, to get diagnosed as a girl because like even for me, I wasn't really causing that many problems. Like, yeah, there were a few things, but for the most part, that wasn't really the issue. So the only reason I was diagnosed is because Patrick was. Right. But do you remember when you first heard about ADHD just in general or was it just kind of mentioned every once in a while? I mean, you know, I mean, I think I really heard about it in fifth grade. So now I'm talking fifth grade. And so that's 1986, maybe 87. And I think it was just like mentioned that it's like boys who Mm -hmm. run around and scream. (laughs) Which like, I have a six-year-old son who does not have AD and he runs around and screams because he's six, right? Like he's a six-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was the first time and it was not a thing that girls, yeah, not at all. Um, 
And I didn't even really think about it much until, you know, much later on yeah. when my college professor was like, I think you, I think you need to look at this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, I, I remember hearing about it when I was in fifth grade, but then after that, it was just a boy thing, a thing that boys have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And then what were some major changes following your diagnosis or were there any major changes? Cause it was kind of later in your life, but I'm sure, sure some things changed. Well, some things changed. I mean, the first thing is, is like, I ended up uh, getting extra time to take tests, mm-hmm. which was pretty, pretty great. Cause mm-hmm. I, I really like that a lot because if the time constraint isn't there anymore, then I do really well on tests. But once mm-hmm. you tell me there's a time constraint, I like panic. And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do it. Even those, you know, those like um, cell phone games where it's like, you have to match everything and it uh-huh. has to be in a time. I lose my mind at that because I just like, don't time me. I just kind of want to like do it on my own. Uh-huh. Um, but like once, so once that happened, I, um, I was okay. Like, I was able to kind of use that to my advantage, but use it to Uh help me finish up college. Um, But again, you know, it was a lot of the stuff I've been doing for so long that it was just kind of second nature to me. So not a lot changed. I was like, oh, okay. So that's, that's what that is. Uh And I think even, I mean, even then though, that was a long time ago. You know, I think we've still learned yeah. so much more about it. And I think we're still learning, especially with women, I think we're still learning a lot more about it. Um, you know, some of the traits that women with ADHD have that, mm-hmm. you know, even when I was diagnosed, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have thought that. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's still a lot of learning. I feel like they're looking more into some of the emotional stuff now as opposed to just hyperactivity and stuff, which is cool. Yeah. And then do you have any specific stories that you think really shows what it's like to live with ADHD? (gasps) Oh my God. Um, I mean, like my, my, like my life is like, (laughs) my life is like that. It's funny because like, I like this is my this is my current to-do list uh-huh this is my previous to-do list and then you just keep on going like that's really the only way I get stuff done is writing stuff yeah. down and making lists because if I don't um it doesn't happen yeah. I will I will only focus on the things that I want to do uh-huh and I will ignore everything um but gosh any specifics like specific stories. I don't know. I have to think about that. I mean, you know, I'm, it's funny because if you look back, the pencil sharpening thing, uh-huh. in fifth grade, or like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you, but I really honestly all the time got like does not live up to her potential. Like, mm-hmm. as if yeah. that was like wielded like a sword with me. Mm-hmm. It was like every single teacher just wanted yeah. to write that on my report card. They mm-hmm. felt the need to like, let me know that I wasn't living up to my potential. 
Yeah. And um, and that kind of sucks, actually. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I think if anything, when you're taking a look at, like, just, like, being a person in the world, mm-hmm. living with what you're given, whether it's mm-hmm. ADD or whatever, ADHD yeah. or whatever, you kind of have to go through it with a little bit of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think, as, like, growing up and being older mm-hmm. and living with ADD, ADHD, you have to take a look at those people who have been in your life who've said really terrible things to you, like, mm-hmm. doesn't live up to your potential. Like, that's, that's a really terrible thing to say to a kid, mm-hmm. you know? Or, like, you can't get your act together or your mm-hmm. FHIT together. <laughs> like, I've my entire life, like I have had people, I've had someone like literally throw something at me and be like, get your stuff together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, my, my stuff is together. This is together. Like mm-hmm. this is about as together as we get, mm-hmm. you know, this is my version of together. Yeah. And so I think that when you're talking about it, I think you need to talk to, about uh, forgiveness, mm-hmm. forgiving the people in your life that have, maybe they thought they were helping, but they really weren't helping. Mm-hmm. Um, people who, you know, I mean, people who have been abusive in the past, telling you to get your act together, or your act mm-hmm. together or stuff like that. That's a really abusive thing to say to someone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't tell someone with, you know, with another, another ability, like, just walk on both of your legs, like, just, oh my God, just do it. Right. Yeah. So, so why are you telling me to get my act together? Get my act together. What? This is together, you know, or living up to, or doesn't, you don't live up to your potential. Thanks a lot. Thanks for your, thanks for your help and your assistance. Um, you know, I've been pretty successful and I've done yeah. everything that I've wanted to do. I'm not unhappy with any of the jobs mm-hmm. I've had. Um, I've been able to keep the jobs I've had. Mm-hmm. Not many, many women with ADHD haven't been able to, mm-hmm. uh, or they get bored. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I've been really lucky in that sense. And I've also had to, you know, take a lot of what's been said to me as uh, and, and, and let it go and forget, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Have you experienced any of that? I mean, kind of. My third grade teacher actually got really mad at me for moving around and not being able to sit still. And it yeah. was kind of like interesting. And I was always labeled as kind of quirky and stuff, but part of the issue and the reason it did take longer for my diagnosis is because I was gifted as a child. And so that kind of, they always put it on that, even when it was something else. Yeah. I was, you know, I was, um, I was in the gifted program too, Mm -hmm. Scottsdale Unified School District. And I got to tell you, that was the best thing that ever happened to me because the gifted program at that time, Mm -hmm. uh, at Scottsdale Unified School District, it was like this independent study program where you Mm -hmm. could choose what you wanted to, to learn about. And you got to do a huge presentation on it. And you got to like, I remember my dad 
was in China for a month working. And so I did this big thing about China and I learned all about China and, and I brought in some food Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, learned how to, I taught everybody how to use chopsticks in this Mm -hmm. like little group. And it made me like realize now, like what a gift that was to be in Uh the gifted program because that literally saved me Mm -hmm. because I was able to do different things yeah. Um, it wasn't sitting in a desk. Yeah. Like uh, my, my kids right now go to a school that's a Montessori school. Mm-hmm. And I remember when my kids were in kindergarten, mm-hmm. they had to do like circle things that are in a, a school room mm-hmm. and like a desk, a, you know, a chalkboard, um, you know, all these things. And like my kids, my, my daughter didn't circle desk. And I was like, oh no, this is this is, she's like, I don't know what that is, mom. I'm sorry. I have no idea. And if I can, like, the fact that, like, she didn't have to sit in a desk and she could get up and move around, if I had something like that available mm-hmm. to me, that I could get up and move around and mm-hmm. um, go and explore what I wanted to explore over here and go explore what I wanted to explore mm-hmm. over there, I think yeah. my school would have been much more successful. But yeah that's what I really liked about the gifted program is I could go yeah. around and I could do all this cool stuff. I was not in the gifted program because I stayed at the school where I was. I just moved ahead in math in the end. Mm. But like, I understand that. Like the teachers who didn't care if I moved around, it feel like it was the easiest. The classrooms where I could just move around. So I try to tell my teachers now that, hey, I might move around or stand up. I need to do this. Right. And usually that actually works better for me. Yeah. I mean, I can totally see that. And it's like, because, you know, I can, can be talking to someone yeah. and doing something else at the same time. I can be learning and standing up at the same time. I can mm-hmm. sharpen my pencil. Like, it's fine. Who cares if I go sharpen my pencil? Like, mm-hmm. do you, are, are you like, you're personally offended for pencils everywhere that I like sharpen it too much? Like, Mm-hmm. Why would you care? Like, yeah, there's no reason to care. Like I get, mm-hmm. you know, I get if you have like 30 kids in your class and everyone's getting up to sharpen their pencil all the time, but like, why do you, you know, why do you care if a kid needs to stand up, if they need to walk around, mm-hmm. you know, one of the other things that they do in this, in this school that my kids are in, like they were teaching math. And so the, the teacher was like, Josie, go count all the kids in each of the classes write it down on a piece of paper and then Mm -hmm. add them all up and so she like would go to each one of the classrooms and like count all the kids in the class and write it down on her little baby paper and then add it up all her little you know in her little Mm -hmm. handwriting but it's stuff like that that like acknowledging that people learn in different ways Uh and that people and it's okay like whatever way you want to learn if you want to sit in a desk all day and write down everything you want to, you know, every, if you, that's, that's how some people learn, mm-hmm. not how I learn. Mm-hmm. And, and to have me sit in a desk and learn like that is, is torture to me, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. it, it's a, you know, I mean, I'm in an office right now, yeah. but you know, but I've always found jobs that I, I don't do one thing every day. Uh-huh. Like I can't, I wouldn't do a data entry position. Mm-hmm. Not that I can't, but just like, it's just not something I could do. If, mm-hmm. if other people, 
Other people would be, other people are amazing at it. I have to do 28,000 different things. My deck is here, I'll show you, it's a mess. It's a mess. But mm -hmm. you know, but I know where everything is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just finding ways, ways that you work the best. Yeah. And I think I've, I've found that. Yeah. I was just about to ask about something similar, which is how has ADHD been able to help you in your career or in your school? Like, how have you used it to help you? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think if anything, I've totally used it to help me more mm -hmm. than anything else. Um, it has, my, I have relied on a lot of my creativity mm -hmm. um, because I give myself the opportunity mm -hmm. to like I I I give myself the leeway to use what can be seen as the you know as a detriment. Mm -hmm. I give myself that leeway to use it for good. Mm -hmm. So I will walk around if I'm thinking about something, um, or I'll take a second. Uh, you know, if I'm working on something and I really need to think about, uh, think about it, I'll just take a second. Mm -hmm. I'll take a break mm -hmm. because like, it's not going to help me to just sit here and hash something out. Right. Yeah. I'll go walk around. I'll go do something else. I'll, you know, I'll mm -hmm. doodle. I'll, I'll, you know, try to figure it out that way. Mm -hmm. I, um, I came up, I've come up with really good ideas when I'm asleep or going to sleep. So that's okay too, you know? Um, one of the one of the bad things about the like 24 hours you're on the clock for, for working, mm -hmm. um, one of the bad things is that like, you're always on the clock, right? But one uh -huh. of the good things is, is like, you know, I don't do my <laughs> best stuff between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, some really great ideas can come at 10.30 at night. Mm -hmm. And so I will I'll sit down and I'll be like, okay, I'll hash this out right now because I just thought about it. Mm -hmm. um, it's different with a family, <laughs> a little bit harder with a family, mm -hmm. admittedly. Um, but, uh, but it's, but again, it's just the way that I've worked my entire life. So, mm -hmm. so it's something that really helps me out. Yeah. And then do you tell people that you have ADHD or why or why not? I don't advertise it. If someone's yeah. curious, I'll tell them. Um, I don't think that, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like everyone has their own stuff. Uh -huh. You know, everyone has their own thing now, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's, you know depression or or you know mm -hmm. whatever I feel like people have their own stuff and mm -hmm. people don't I don't know if someone wants to talk about it like you wanted to talk about it I, I wasn't mm -hmm. you know yeah. I, I'm friends with your mom so I'm like yeah I'll totally talk about it I'm not quiet yeah. about it but I don't advertise it I don't yeah. think it I don't think it really matters one way or another um, I also think like, I do keep it a little quiet. Like, I don't want it to, I don't want something like if I'm interviewing for a job, I don't want that yeah. to be the first thing that they hear about me. 
Yeah. But I don't think it really matters anymore. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not an addict, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's, there's other things I could be, I could be, I could be really terrible. Uh-huh. I'm not, I'm just like, think differently and, uh-huh. you know, and I have, I've had to find different ways to, uh, to live and, mm-hmm. uh, in a positive way. But, yeah. You know, it's been a little bit hard, mm-hmm. but once you figure it out, it's good. Mm-hmm. Once you figure out how to get through yeah. without reading, uh, you can pretty much do anything. Yeah. I just asked that because I know some people prefer not to tell people because like they're faced with stereotypes or they may lose opportunities and other people don't care that much about telling someone if it comes up. They won't like tell people automatically for the most part, yeah. but, you know. I think it's one of those things too that uh, I'm like I said I'm 47 mm-hmm. so I'm not I got I have nothing to prove to anyone mm-hmm. right but if I was starting out in a job or if I was younger I might I might keep it under wraps and I mm-hmm. tell some friends but I clearly wouldn't I wouldn't put it out there mm-hmm. although I'm also kind of like I'm not overly a private person but I am kind of a private person like uh-huh. I'm not I don't shout a lot of stuff from the rooftops mm-hmm. uh um, you know, my social media is very superficial, so I don't, um, I'm not out there with a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff, but, you know, I also know that, like, I've lived this long, and I have this experience, and if I can help someone else be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think of that, all right, cool, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, you know, then more power to them, so if, if somebody brings it up, absolutely, I'll talk to them about it, I'm not, but I'm not like advertising it. Uh-huh. I just think it's interesting because, you know, I will like look at a lot of, there's a lot of like good, what is that one? I can't, it's like cartoons, but I really love the book. What's that book? It's like a woman with ADD, ADHD. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my God. I'll think of it and I'll tell you. Okay. But like I, but, um, I, I've been reading like as I've been reading more about it and mm-hmm. um, you know having ADD and and different ways mm-hmm. to cope because I think sometimes you also feel like you sometimes you feel like you're like you're like oh, I'm the only person in the world that does this uh-huh. so stupid and this is so dumb I'm the only one who like why yeah. am I so avoidant like if you get down on yourself like why am I mm-hmm. you know why am I not doing this I know I yeah. should do this why yeah um I would agree with that because for me at least the whole reason this kind of happened is because I saw on social media people like talking about ADHD in a video and I was like huh that actually relates to it because before that I never really looked into any of it that's it for this week's episode of twice exceptional Next Wednesday, I will be sharing the rest of the interview with Leanne with you guys. But if you enjoyed this episode, please consider following me on TikTok or Instagram. And you can reach out and contact me at twiceexceptionalpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you.